You ready? I'm ready. We're back. Top four. Jeez, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that our intro? Are we going to use that? We'll see. Anyway, so this week I picked the topic again. Um, that's going to be getting old saying that over and over and over because Marco never picks the topic. But we, I've decided to do um, a special for Thanksgiving since we just had our Halloween special. And this one... You say Halloween? Tanya says Halloween. She says she says Halloween, and so now I'm I'm infected. You you become a Halloween person. No, I don't know what I am. I'm confused. Mm, we got we got to work on that. Okay, so since we did, oh, he didn't silence hops. Come here, hops. All right, I'll tell you all what we're going to do while Marco is silencing hops. We are going to talk about. Oh, he's so distracting. Oh, he's licking no you. Licking. He That's heard. I heard that licking is loud. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to do a special for Thanksgiving, and I thought that we should talk about our favorite takeout food, because everyone gets takeout food the day before Thanksgiving, So, because no one wants to have that food in their house, to because they're cooking the big meal, so you want something quick and easy that you don't have to clog up your refrigerator, because it's full of uh, food, or you're traveling, so you don't want to have a whole bunch of food laying around, so I think this early week of the holiday week... Uh, start kicking off Thanksgiving for America. America. America <laughs> is uh, takeout food. So, yeah, let's talk about our favorite takeout food. Yeah, so this is actually a pretty broad topic, I thought. When you first mentioned this, I thought, could we do a whole episode on that? And then I started to take notes on what I think my top ones would be and why. And I very, very quickly filled up an entire iPad page with notes. Wow. Yeah, well, the small iPad. Oh, okay, <laughs> not, yeah. Not, not the giant iPad. <laughs> the giant one would have been impressive. It would have been, but I'm not that impressive. Uh, so so I have a lot of notes on this. Okay. Uh, how do you want to do it? Why don't, you go, why don't you start with yours? Well, when we first started listing them, we could only list three, but I said we can open it up to possible lunch foods as well if we need to, but I really don't think we need to. I have my three favorite uh, foods, uh, takeout food types all right, uh, four, four. Mm. This is top four. I have my four favorite takeout food types um, pretty set. So do you want to go um, least favorite to favorite? Let's do least favorite to favorite. Okay. What do you have? Well, so I have a whole, I have like more, way more than four on the list, of course. <laughs> I don't know how much you want to talk about the ones that didn't really make the top four. One of the ones that didn't make the top four for me was burritos. It didn't make my top four either, but I do have it on the, uh, the, the sideline list. Yeah, see, and so my burritos made it for me like about number six or so. Um, I I like burritos a lot, and this would include places like Chipotle. That's what um, I was going to say. I, I have little... Um, Baja Fresh, stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, oh, like, Baja Fresh was so good. Yeah, we don't, they can't they all, get that left. anymore. Yeah, they still exist like in terrible versions in rest stops, but I haven't actually... Are they uh, really that fresh then? No. Well, they, they, they call it something different. The ones in rest stops are called Baja Fresh Express or something like that. It's a variant on the name, mm. and... I tried it once. I would not recommend that. Yeah, because their whole thing was originally no can openers, no freezers, right? So everything was pretty like yeah, the it was actually fresh. fresh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, this this place was was nothing like the the actual Baja Fresh places were uh, when I last had them in Pittsburgh. For I used to prefer Baja Fresh way over Chipotle. Yeah, it, it was, so it was different, and and Chipotle is good. I've I 
we actually had one of the first Chipotles on my block growing up. Uh, like it opened up while I was still in high school. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was. It was weird. Oh, Columbus. Yeah, well, because Columbus is a test market city for for lots of things. Because it's very, it's like a, it's like the most average city in America, and it's fairly cheap to develop stuff in. So generally, the big chains like Panera was was it was there. That, long that was before the first everywhere. time I ever had Panera was in was in um, Ohio. Exactly. You. Yep. Yeah. Like generally, chains they don't they don't often originate in Columbus, but they usually hit Columbus pretty close to the beginning of their nationwide expansion. Uh, for for that reason, anyway. So I would say burritos, I like burritos, but the reason they didn't rank high for me was that they just there just isn't that much variety at most burrito places for things that you would actually order. It's like generally you figure out the one burrito that's your favorite and you get that pretty much every time. And you really don't take it home, do you? It's more of like a lunchtime office takeout food if you know you're with a group of people or you want something quick or you're um, driving somewhere and you need to stop. I, we take we get Chipotle home because we never leave the house. But right. other than that, I, I really don't. It's not like our our dinner to take out kind of foods. Exactly. So burritos for me are 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 fairly low in the list. Only only because not because I don't like them, but only because I just tend to get the same one every time, and and it's it never really blows me away. I've never had a burrito with the, maybe with the exception of Baja Fresh you know, <laughs> 10 years ago but otherwise I, I I never get like a really great burrito even like from the places in California where everyone says California burritos are incredible and they're pretty good well you got to find the really good places yeah I, I must it's be like just finding going the, the good halal places in the city that's true yeah like you got to find the good halal cart you can't just get any halal cart because it's not the same right exactly uh, all right. So anyway, I also I had a whole bunch of stuff on here that we, we don't need to really go over. I had like um, the whole Boston Market category of ugh, place. You had that on there? I Not, didn't even write it down. That's ugh. Well, just it's an option for like dinner takeout. It's like, you know, a, a place, either Boston Market or places like Boston Market where it's like chicken and side dishes and stuff that you can pack up and take home. The, I didn't rank that highly enough. I I enjoy places like that sometimes, but it's not just not high enough. Um, I also... I That's right. A lot of people get like KFC yeah and like buckets of chicken to take home and eat yeah we, I mean, don't, we don't do that no we're not really well that's i would classify that as really fast food like i think fried chicken is fast food roasted chicken with fatty side dishes for some reason doesn't feel like fast food as much yeah but people don't really take home mcdonald's but people will take home a bucket of chicken because they advertise it as like a family dinner well, it doesn't mean <laughs> i think it's oftentimes one person eating that, eating that bucket which is kind of sad anyway um i also put uh burgers down kind of low on the list and not, again similar reason to barbecue or, i mean to uh, burritos not because i don't like burgers but because it's kind of like a one-hit wonder you know like you get a good burger somewhere and yeah you can change up the toppings here or there but like the, the variety possible isn't that wide and you never come away from it saying like this is an amazing burger the best burger i've ever had it's always just like yeah this this is pretty good you yeah. know like it's never well, that burger great. places that are specifically burger places uh like or, or if they're a restaurant that happened to specialize in burgers like we used to have a restaurant in town um that specialized in burgers that we would get takeout from but I, I think those are different and a little bit higher class status wise in the takeout food chain to the fast food burger but uh yeah they don't make the list for me either see i think they try to be special but they aren't always Mm. Well, you got it. Cooking a burger, as we know from watching Top Chef, is actually kind of hard to do because you have to get the ratios right. You have to get like the flavors right. You can't just kind of slap anything on there and hope it's good because it doesn't work. Exactly. All right. So anyway, moving up the list now. So let's see. I had. Oh, I want to. I want to mention um, the red menu Chinese places. 
It's yeah. not on my list. Not at all. But it used to be, I, I guess, because I grew up with getting really good red menu Chinese restaurant places um, on Saturday nights with my family. And then we'd watch a movie. So but that was a particularly very, very good place that we went to. And all of them since then have just been like salt attacks. Yeah, those are those are also highly variable in quality. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say like the the ceiling of quality from those, the best they can possibly get isn't that great. Like it's it's decent. It's like it's like a good burger place. It's like mm, most true. good burger places, like the best you can get from a good burger place usually is decent, pretty good, you know, but it doesn't like blow your mind how good it is. And those type of places, you really can't even judge the place where you go to get the takeout from because it could be like the grossest looking place <laughs> and end up being good food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that one in... Um, uh, where did you live? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, where that it was like that dirty little hole where that guy was just like sweating over that huge yeah, rock. Yeah, just and one it was guy really with good. one pot. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was like, and you'd get out of there for like six bucks and have no idea how it's even possible to get the amount of food you got for six bucks. And it's just, but it's just one guy in like the tiniest closet of a of a room with no tables, just like one guy behind a counter with a giant wok. <laughs> and it was <laughs> good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So well, it wasn't that good. It was really cheap. <laughs> it wasn't that good. <laughs> it was remarkable for its cheapness, not its goodness. Anyway, uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't that good. Yeah, it wasn't that good. you're remembering <laughs> wrong. It, it was. It was. Yeah, remarkable, but not good. I was drugged. Um. So anyway, I would say moving up the list now into my top four. Uh, my number four is Indian food. Oh, that's your number four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's not that it's my fourth least favorite taste necessarily it's it's about all overall factors and and as i move up you'll probably figure out why um but for me so indian food first of all it is the best if you're going for some kind of shared or buffet situation where if you have a bunch of people and and i know i know indian food in reality is a very very large category i'm referring to like the stuff you get at an american indian restaurant like it's you know it's going to obviously be... I'm pretty sure British Indian restaurants are the same, but way better. From like the two I went to, I can say that's probably sounds about right, but... <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're the same. They have all the same dishes, but they're just a lot better. Yeah, but there's like, there's like different, like different regions of India, like Northern Indian versus Southern Indian food. And what that's we true. usually have is only one of them. And I forget which one, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, so... I'm talking about, you know, the kind of like Indian food with the with the thick sweet curries and and you know that use a lot of like the clarified butter and cream curries and everything. That's that's the kind of thing that I'm referring to because that's what we usually end up getting. Um, we should talk about what we usually order because Indian food is on my list but much higher than it is on yours. Okay, that's fair. But I I don't know, I could I could change cuz I panic in the middle of list making once we start talking about it. But we should talk about when we order Indian food, we order what we like to call the traffic light, which is a red, yellow, and green curry. Yes. Ch- uh, chicken tikka masala, sag paneer, and malai kofta. Yeah, and those are it's the trifecta of delicious. Oh, definitely. Just all of them together. Oh, it's so well, no, you don't mix them together, but you no, put no, them like they're on near the plate, each other on the plate. And yeah. you, you know, you scoop with the naan. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. My strategy for Indian food is rice or naan, pick only one. Yeah, you can't do both. Yeah. Oh, and you have a good mango lassi with that. Really fills you up. Super good. I love when the places have the rice with the peas in it. Right? Oh, don't they yeah. put peas in the rice? They do at some of them, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Or sliced, um, what do they put? 
Also I think it's there. sliced almonds. Almonds, yeah. yeah. Oh. And little raisins sometimes. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> so I, I love Indian food, uh, but one thing about it that, that I think is interesting is that, at least for our purposes, it, it kind of has this feeling of being like a special thing rather than an everyday thing. Like, you can get something like pizza every day for like, you know, th- three or four days straight and kind of not think about it or, or it doesn't seem that weird. Whereas Indian food, you feel it feels like an extravagance for some reason. And, and so it kind of feels like you can only do it maybe once a week at most and generally even less than that, maybe once every two two or three weeks. Yeah. And it's better when company comes over because like you said, it's it's the dishes come in like a large portion the way we like to order and when people who we normally don't eat indian food with come and they have their own favorite dishes it's really great to try everyone's favorite dish without having to be committed to something that you don't, you wouldn't necessarily you might not end up liking but i mean everything i've had indian food wise i have liked so that's not really a problem you still won't eat my lentils well that's cuz they're lentils i mean they're delicious anyway so <laughs> um so that's that's why indian was number four for me it's that it's like it is kind of restricted to like special occasion status Uh, it's also it's not incredibly hard to find good indian food but it's not that easy either there are a lot of places in which good indian food just simply isn't available really every place i've lived has had good indian food well maybe not Cortland. you never lived in the midwest no i haven't Except for in college, but that's not really that far off. I didn't even know Indian food about Indian food when we were in college. Right, right. So good thing because we would have been really miserable where we were. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so that's my number four. At least we had Tencent wings. My number four I have as Greek food. Oh, I forgot about Greek. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I love good Greek food. I like... um, This is going to be so embarrassing. Okay, so I worked at a Greek restaurant when I was in high school and early college or maybe just early college. Can't remember, but I remember enough. just early college. Early college? Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You're the best. Um, for multiple summers, I worked at a Greek restaurant and I am still embarrassed about saying the word gyro in a Greekish way. I don't know. I just feel silly saying gyro, but I don't know. It sounds, it, I feel silly, even though I know that yeah. that's really the right way to do it. This is a debate. There's there's arguments on both sides of how it should be said when two Americans are talking to each other and other Americans about it. Uh, Maybe I should say zero. It's kind of like a combo of both. So that way you offend everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, I guess if you're going to be, you can be an equal opportunity offender. You mm-hmm. can offend everybody equally. That makes sense. Okay. So, so zero. Was that it? <laughs> well, how do you really say it? No, how did, how did how, you just oh, say it? my fake way? Yeah. Zero. <laughs> okay. So, so you're getting these uh, zeros. It's like- but- <laughs> No, they're so good. I know. I, I like. Well, you know, actually, an actual gyro. However, we're going to say it. An actual gyro. I I always like the idea of it better than the actual practice of it. I I much prefer a gyro salad to a gyro in a pita for two reasons. First of all, you know, pitas are delicious, but they're also giant and very filling mm-hmm. and very calorie dense. And so I I'm kind of not that into that. And, but the the, prim- the primary reason why I prefer the salad, first of all, the the sandwich version of it is usually very very poorly mixed. So you have like one bite that's all one ingredient. So you have like one bite that's all lettuce, one bite that's all meat, because like they're just they're not they're layered rather than blended and then put in. So it's it's 
not easy to get a good blend of flavors. And then secondarily, um, the salad is way cleaner to eat, which is usually the opposite. But in this case, like eating a gyro sandwich, the whole thing, like stuff is just falling out of it. You're getting the the, the grease from the meat and possibly the, the dressing all over your back hand that's holding up the, the back of it. Like it just is the a mess. The meat's not greasy. It's not that greasy because all the, it's because it's, it's cooked on a spit. So all the uh, grease drips true. down off of it and then they shave it. So you're not left with like a greasy pile of meat so maybe 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 the stuff that coats the back hand is just like you know tomato water and stuff well like it's that, all but. the water from the um uh i don't want to say the wrong one tzatziki sauce yeah 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 so so and either you gotta way, get a good greek restaurant with a good tzatziki sauce because if you don't have oh, yeah. a good flavorful tzatziki sauce that's it's over but i mean come on there's so many great things in greek food and you totally took my thunder in trying to describe the whole salad thing because we <laughs> order um gyro meat on top of a greek salad which is wonderful and also you can control your portions with how much goes into the pita like you mm-hmm. can scoop and i also like getting the greek dressing and all the other greek uh all the other vegetables that are in a greek salad combined with the gyro with the gyro meat in like a little tiny like bites of pita oh uh, yeah that's that's just great yeah it's so much better than an actual gyro sandwich but i mean that's like the gateway drug to greek food right I yeah mean, totally it's that baklava and um spanakopita which is the spinach pie i also like maybe hummus and stuff but oh but hummus and stuff and chickpea like you know marinated chickpeas and things but that's you know that's a yeah, lot now of, everybody has hummus yeah everyone has that kind of stuff and um avgo lemon soup if you haven't yeah. tried this you really should it's chicken lemon and rice um in is it like an egg base maybe what, i don't what really is the base? know i've never watched them make it at the restaurant i went to that I, that I worked at, I mean. It um, looks eggy. Like, there's something, there's something like, foggy that's not cream. Well, it could be the rice that thickens it up. Eh, maybe. Anyway, yeah, it's delicious. I was I was a skeptic. You got it forever, and I and I didn't. It's very lemony and, and very delicious. Yeah. And now Marco loves it. Yep, you've, you've you converted me on the avgalemino soup. That is yep. very good. And there's also this wonderful dessert that my brother really can't pronounce ever, and it's really kind of fun to say. It's a gattaca budico. Ugh. It's like a custard with phyllo dough, kind of fluffy flakiness to it, with drizzled with honey sauce. That's also a really good dessert. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of good things at Greek restaurants, and <laughs> a lot of great unpronounceable things. <laughs> it's all delicious, and a lot of it's very vegetable-y and meat. You like, you don't have to do a lot of carby starches, and the cheese is only you know some crumbly feta here and there, so it's not That's so bad. That's true. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to go like paleo and stuff, I you'd probably have an easier time there than than at many of these types of places. Oh yeah, you definitely would. And the yeah. yogurt's just you know the yo the sauce is is a is a mild yogurt, so right. That's and, not and you even could always, that dairy heavy. And you could always leave that sauce off. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't have to go. You don't have to coat it all. No, with the dairy because sauce. the Greek dressing too is vinegar. It's it's oil and vinegar based. So yeah, it's great. And Greek is easy to take out. It's easy to have at home. It's it easy up. to transport. Yep. Take it out. Take it out. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of places have Greek takeout, right? Don't they? Isn't that like a thing? I that might or is mostly it more be an East Coast like thing. A, I don't know. a Greek restaurant thing at other places. I don't know. We I, have a lot I, of I Greek know. diners, but those don't count. Do not count Greek diners no. as Greek food. No, there and Greek diners are, are a respectable food choice in many conditions, but oh, it is yes. not the same thing as like no. a proper Greek restaurant or Greek takeout place. Yes. Yeah. All right um so moving on what's your do you want to do your number three my number three how do you want to do this um okay so we both did our number four so Mm -hmm. my number three is thai food interesting 
but I might be able to, I, we haven't had tired a lot recently. Mm -hmm. And now because we are trying to do less carbs and stuff, that's why I think it moved down my list from Indians, my number two right now. And so I, I moved Thai, even though I prefer the flavors and things in Thai food. So like it's a lot of times it's our date night. We go out Mm -hmm. and we get Thai, especially we go to a good Thai place. That's a little bit further than we would like it to be. It's like a half hour away. It's a little bit further than we would like it to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally worth the drive though, because there we've looked, and as far as we have been able to find, there is not a better one closer than that. But bad Thai is real bad. So here, so and I actually good Thai have, is really good. I have Thai as my number two. See, I thought you would. Yeah. So, but that's that's why I'm explaining why it didn't make my number two is because right. now I'm hesitant about it because of how carby it is. And I'm I'm trying to do a lot less carbs and sugar and dairy and all that stuff. I mean, staying within like the general very broad category of Asian cuisine, uh, it's pretty good to minimize dairy. Um, and so then then the issue becomes carbs and you know and, and sugar stuff and salt and how you want to do those things. But uh, I would say, I mean, the things we usually get from Thai restaurants are usually have rice or noodle bases, but they have many other options that don't. So you have options there anyway, but I agree with what you said a minute ago, which is one of the issues Thai faces, which is it's incredibly variable in quality between between places. You know, like certain kinds of things um, like, you know, like burritos I mentioned earlier, like, like the range that you that you generally find in the world of bad or mediocre burritos to great burritos. In my opinion, that range is fairly compressed relative to other types. You know, it's not it's not that huge of a range. With Thai food, I think the range is very big. And the good thing is bad Thai food doesn't taste bad. It usually just, is just bland. Yeah, I also don't like when Thai food, when they get too nutty, when they start throwing lots of nuts all over the place. Oh, no, that's, well, if they're cashews that's or peanuts, that's perfectly reasonable. Well, cashews are fine. I don't like when they throw the peanuts around. I, I don't, <laughs> well, I don't order pad Thai. I don't like pad right, Thai. Right, right. Most people, when they think Thai food, think Pad Thai. That isn't all that that's out there. I'm um, a Tom Kong Gai soup person. It's like a lime. I like all these <laughs> citrus soups. Citrus soups, yeah. It's like a lime, um, coconutty chicken soup. Uh, that's delicious. And I'm also a um, what's you my get Pad Kimao noodles. Yeah, Pad Kimao. But that's also different everywhere. Like they use different oh, yeah. noodles. I like the really wide, almost translucent goopy noodles i don't know what they are (laughs) i'm really sorry if that's offensive i'm so sorry (laughs) i really think it's delicious i just don't know what they're called yeah we unfortunately are extremely uneducated on most of these non-american food times (laughs) but (laughs) and we also like a basil fried rice and we Mm -hmm. like um pineapple fried rice and and all the curries that they have there which are very different than indian curries for anybody who doesn't get these type of takeout foods and you are interested in trying uh, if you try one, it does not taste anything like the other. So if you don't like one, at the you know try the other right. anyway because they're going to be completely different. Right. Like if if you don't like Indian curry or if you don't like curry powder, <laughs> then then you know that doesn't mean you won't like Thai curry. Like these are all all three of those things are very different things. Yes. <laughs> you know, like chicken coated in curry powder has a very different flavor from Indian curry, which has a very different flavor flavor and texture from Thai curry. Yeah, so yeah, very different foods they could share one word so if we inspire anybody to go out and try new foods that you haven't tried before go forth and try yes boldly yes but uh i would say for me thai food i would say that the when it's good Mm -hmm. that it is 
the best for me. It is my number one for for taste when it is good Thai food. That's true. A good crunchy spring roll or a good curry Yeah, puff. a fantastic red curry. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. <sighs> now, like, when, I might when you be get switching. a great red curry. You're convincing me. And, and a great go- pineapple oh, fried rice. Thai iced tea. I like a fast food with its own drink as well. <laughs> that really sells me because Indian food has a delicious mango lassi mm-hmm. and Thai food has a Thai iced tea. Thai iced teas are one of those things that you try it the first time because you're like, oh, this is interesting. What is this Thai iced tea? And you try it and you're like, I don't think I don't like it. I'm <laughs> it's, not it's weird. sure if I, I don't know if I like this. And then you take another sip of it and you're like, I'm still not sure I like this. And then you finish the whole thing and you're still not quite sure you, you like it. And then the next time you can't not order another <laughs> one and you're like, oh, this is my favorite drink. Like it just, it, that's everyone that I've talked to has had that transition when it comes to Thai iced tea because <laughs> yep. it's so delicious after you've had it like a full one and and decided it was delicious i've never met anyone that took one sip of thai iced tea and was like this is amazing it was like i'm not sure i like this right i've also never had anybody take one sip and say i hate this and i don't want any others any like i don't want any more you know you just you take a little thing you're like after a while the aftertaste makes you want to drink more well it sounds like it's drugs they're pretty strong in in dairy and sugar so, you know, you can put a lot of dairy and sugar in pretty much any flavor, and most people will like that flavor. Okay, I'm going back. Diet restrictions aside, I'm moving <laughs> Thai up to my number two and Indian down. All right, so yeah. we have some coherence now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thai might even, you know, float up to number one because I, I do like I do like a takeout with a drink. See, but uh, but my, what's keeping it from number one for me is what I said earlier that you know the 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 quality range is huge. Well, and you can't have it all the time and exactly so i have that here too it's the same thing i said about, in- about indian food which is like it doesn't feel right for some reason to have thai food every day even though yeah the that's spiciness and the richness of it it's hmm. i know but it, th- i don't think there's any logical basis for that that's just how i feel like it just mm-hmm. seems like thai and indian are like these special things for some reason and that is that makes no sense like logically that makes no sense there's no reason why those should be special occasion foods and something like pizza shouldn't be there there's no reason for that but for some reason that's how it feels well if we had like a good asian fusion kind of place around i would eat like a variety of different asian cuisines like every day if i you know i could i'd not sushi though Sorry, all you sushi people. And yes, we have had good sushi. (laughs) Everyone says, well, you haven't had good sushi. So that's why you don't like sushi. I like fish. I am a seafood eater and I do not care for sushi. There's just a flavor in it that I just don't care for. It's just not, it's not my thing. But almost every other Asian cuisine, I think we are, are pretty into yeah, we're into many of them, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we neither of us like sushi. So sorry, sushi people. We yeah. can't really say anything more about it because we don't sorry. like it. Yeah, ja- j- Japanese and sushi in general, I I have a tough time with. Unless are you ramen, do like ramen? No. Yeah, is ramen classified as uh, Japanese cuisine? Neither of us know anything about Japanese cuisine. However, I'm pretty sure it is. It is. Well, I like a very specific type of ramen, and it's delicious. <laughs> and you ask for half the ingredients to be removed. Yeah, and some other ones put in. I like the bok choy. Yeah. I don't like the fish cake. Fair enough. Okay. So, um, my number three, which I skipped over because of our order here, my number three is pizza. Oh, now I'm curious what your number one is. So are number you going to throw in a creepy lunch food? You are. I Look, don't know what I that see, means. I know. I see your smile. I see your <laughs> smirk. I can... So, I can... Ah. Oh. I, 
Honestly, I don't know what you mean. But anyway, number so number four is Indian. Number three is pizza. Number two is Thai. So so why is pizza number three? For me, um, it w- the good thing about pizza is that it does feel acceptable to have you know multiple times a week, and and so it's like <laughs> it feels acceptable to you to have multiple times a week. Yeah, and again, I have pizza guilt when we accidentally don't remember to cook or make meals or anything, and we have to go get pizza. <laughs> It's fine. I feel so guilty. There's so and and pizza also there's there's a lot of variety at a pizza place. But within a like a pizza place usually has a relatively small number of forms that this that the stuff can take that you get. But what is in or on those things can be highly variable. So okay. it's like First we need to say we are very lucky where we live because agreed. we are surrounded by amazing amazing pizza and even our worst pizza is better than most people's best pizza. That is true. So, we have exceptional pizza in our area that it can make our list as high as it is cuz I believe my pizza I have right now at number 1. Even though I totally always feel guilty about eating it. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, we need to talk about something about pizza. It's not just Italian food. We're talking about pizza, right? Because there's right. also calzone restaurants around here that like are, they also sell pizza, but there are places that are way better at calzones, which are very different. That's like a separate thing. Like, like, like I know the food, but like there are separate calzone restaurants. Well, the calzone places will often sell pizza also, but there are place pizza places that are better at calzone than they are at pizza. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. So, like, you don't go to the same pizza place if you want a calzone, or if you like that. You if you know the same place that you want. I'm saying this wrong. You don't go to the same place <laughs> where you get your best pizza and your best calzone. They're usually two different places. That's interesting. Okay. Does anybody ever actually want a calzone? Oh yeah. When you find a good place, you really want a calzone. Really? We had a, yeah. Remember, I brought you the satellite pizza on Long Island. Yeah, I don't know. To me, like, I always... They made a damn good calzone. It was amazing. I don't know. See, to me, I, I think it's easier to make a good calzone than to make a good pizza. No, no, no. Because you got to get the ratio right inside. You have to get the fluffiness level. You can't have the dough too thick. You have to have a really good marinara to, like, pour on the top. And you... It just it has to have the right ratio of... I'm going to say this weird. Deal with it. The mozzarella to the rogota. It has to be... A, a good ratio inside with the filling and it has to be like salted the right way. It can't be like a shredded cheese that there that's put in there. You can't cheap out like there's a lot and, and it can't be burnt, you know, and it has to be a little bit bubbly. It's amazing. And the good calzone places always have the best Zeppelis. Okay. Cause Is that, that's just a thing like that's it's well, because they use the same dough. It's the same dough oh, okay. that wraps the filling of the cal like that wraps the calzones as it is to make the Zeppelis. The Zeppelis just don't have any filling and they're coated in powdered sugar. Cause I mean, every culture has their fried dough. Of course. Yeah. You got You got to have your fried dough. So I wanted to classify, I wanted to clarify that, that the calzone place is separate than the pizza place. Now for pizza places, I also wanted to talk about, <laughs> this is serious. I know this is, I mean, come on, Long Island, New York area, we're all about the pizza. So I need to talk about the garlic knot conundrum. Hmm. Now, do you get garlic knots with your pizza or not? Because not or not. (laughs) Because, uh, yeah, Um, because some places, you know, it's just like balls of dough. They don't do a good garlic knot. But other places do a great garlic knot, but you're already getting so much bread and stuff with your pizza. So what do you do? 
it is that is a difficult choice and it just it depends highly on whether your pizza place of choice makes good garlic knots and in my experience most places don't we had a place that put garlic knots on the crust that is insane yeah it was like four or three and a half garlic knots per slice of pizza see now i come from the land of the midwest which is the land of putting crazy stuff in and under and between pizza because the pizza itself is usually pretty mediocre so the idea is you get like you know the stuffed crust where you get like you know the the I don't know, put wings uh, in the crust. I, God knows what, what these <laughs> no, places do. No, no one's do. stuffing their crust. It's just an addition so you can get a whole pie and you get garlic knots that surround the pie so you don't have to order both. <laughs> but it, it, it was it's a not that big of a deal. Just order. My, it's not. It was a thing. <laughs> it, it happened when I was in high school. It was a strange time. My favorite, as an aside here, my favorite thing is when you see like a pizza ad for a place like Pizza Hut or whatever. You know, one of the, this, one we of the are big not mid- talking about Pizza Hut. No, I'm, no I'm, not, I'm just saying for the people out there, I'm sorry if Pizza Hut and uh, Domino's and stuff are the only or Sbarro is the only thing you have to oh, associate God, with your takeout pizza. This is not what we are talking about. It is a completely different food. Yeah. And I cannot wait for all of you who have never experienced New York pizza to come to New York and experience it because it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. I love when the when you see like these commercials for these big pizza chains and they would say, you know, you, you get like the, the two pies with toppings and then they say, make it a meal by adding wings. <laughs> it's not already a meal. And like breadsticks and two liters of soda. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, it's like that uh, that makes it a meal. Like, really? Oh, now it's. A, oh, before I thought it was just a snack. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I, the, I guess the pizza is the side dish. I, I don't know how that works anyway people are people are uh, not always healthy but anyway um so yeah for me pizza is pizza is the default for dinner not necessarily for lunch but it's the it's the default for dinner which is if you if you can't figure out what else to get just get pizza see i'll always like a slice of pizza i'll always eat a slice of pizza if someone says we're having pizza we could all agree on pizza pretty much because <laughs> it's so it's so easy and good to find something you love on it and it's usually extremely tasty like yeah. i've never had i think that that's why i would say it's my number one because i feel like most places that we go we can find a really good pizza we even fell in love with pizza in pittsburgh yeah because, we found the right place which oh, is it ALO's, was so of course. good as long as you go to a place that is actually making their pizza and cares a little bit about it even outside of the new york metro area you can find really good pizza yeah yeah like good pizza is not only in new york it's just more common in new york right well, I think like major cities will often have like a couple different competitive pizza places that you can find yourself a good pie or a good slice. Yeah. Got to go to ALO's if you're in Pittsburgh. Yep. Anyway, um, so so that was your number one, right? <laughs> it was. You got to get the good pizza. Otherwise, it's a hot ring of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's circle of garbage. Anyway. Oh, so- yeah, it is. Hot circle of garbage. Yeah. It's like eating a hot circle of garbage. My number so if if we were restricting it to only dinner, okay, then pizza might might be my number one for all those reasons. Wait, so okay, ready? Give me your dinner list. Dinner would be maybe burgers. You forgot about Greek originally, so you can add that back in. Mm. I like I like Greek better for lunch. Okay, that's so fine. okay. Your my dinner, dinner list. My dinner menu would be, I think, just this is off the top of my head, unprepared now. <laughs> I think it I think it would be I just took away one thing. You just gotta move some stuff up the list and then, then yeah, that's your well, list. So I think it would be uh burgers, Indian, Thai, pizza. 
So with pizza number one. So that's in reverse order. Okay. Now my dinner list. No, you're not dinner my, list. My overall list. Uh-huh. Melding lunch and dinner together into one category, which is what I thought we were doing. Oh, is I changed it up on you. Number four, Indian. Number three, pizza. Number two, Thai. Number one, the lunch deli slash sandwich place. I mean, yeah. I If we were doing lunch, I think lunch is different than dinner. You have to have a separate lunch and dinner. I don't care what I said before. <laughs> you have to have it. Because otherwise, this is a whole different discussion. I have whole different things to add to this list. I don't want any of these things for lunch. I want a <laughs> totally different list for lunch. Well, many of like, I think like Indian and Thai. Well, Indian's a little heavy. I mean, you can do it, but you got to be careful. No, Indian is, feels more dinner. I, Gre- I have Greek often had Thai for lunch, lunch. But Panera needs to be thrown in there, maybe. Right, so... Because they're like a soup... Uh, I shouldn't say Panera, but I should say like soup sandwich places, which is different than the deli. Well, so I have this kind of as one category because there's a lot of overlap. So, so for bagel. me, this is my number one. This is, this is the lunch deli slash sandwich place. Now, I have to clarify, similar to our pizza uh, disclaimer, there are certain places that I am explicitly not including. Uh, that includes Subway and Quiznos. And no, anything no, no, no. like Subway or Quiznos, those places, um, they're just terrible. I mean, I've, I, it's not that I've never had them. I've, I've had them plenty of times because I haven't always lived in a place with good sandwiches. <laughs> I've, had, I've had Subway and Quiznos frequently uh, or often, mm, a lot. And You're talking about the East Coast Deli. Y- yes. Because they have them up in Boston. Kelly yeah. from the deli. They even had some in Pittsburgh. Like they were, they were pretty easy to find in Pittsburgh. I started going to one every day. Yeah, so you can find them. Yeah, they they do exist. The deli that just you know the kind of place that makes sandwiches, you know whatever sandwich you want. Oftentimes, but not always, it's a bagel place, because um, because or some kind of bakery because they will often put these sandwiches on the bread or bagels that they're baking. I do include Panera and Brugger's in mm-hmm. in this category. Okay, they aren't necessarily the best examples, um, but you if know, that's what you can find, that's what you but can yeah, find. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would exclude Einstein bagels because I've every time I've been to one, I've been disappointed by it. All right. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, you you and your New York stuff, it's all awesome. Uh, but I would say Panera <laughs> and Brugger's are in. Uh, Einstein, Subway, and Quiznos are out. Uh, but generally, you're looking for a place that isn't a chain. Now, usually, the non-chain places are substantially different and better. Uh, but there is still a lot of overlap. Well, it's so, because when they cut the deli meat, they actually have a deli slicer in the place. And they, exactly. they slice it from the meat log instead of uh, <laughs> having it, you know, pre-sliced slimy slimy slabs yeah, like that are sitting around yeah <laughs> like you get you go to subway you get like exactly the four slices of oh, turkey and they're always so thick if you really want a good deli sandwich you have to get it like so thin that it's practically like falling apart like it's confetti it's meat confetti <laughs> and it's so good <laughs> yeah and let's let's not even talk about the subway cheese tessellation ripoff Ah, oh, i know total complete bites without cheese because yeah. it's just oh. no subway is an expert in giving you as little as possible for your money and making it like i'm convinced that most people who assemble deli sandwiches for a living including all these chain places but even in a lot of actual like you know independent delis it seems like most of the people who assemble these sandwiches don't eat deli sandwiches yeah the because, best sandwiches are assembled by the people that eat deli sandwiches right like it's similar to how like like we used to go to this place in, in manhattan called called chicken deli on uh 28th street yeah 28th chicken deli and uh and we always knew it was a fantastic deli in almost every regard but we always knew don't get mustard on the sandwich because the people who 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 would construct the sandwich every day you can just tell that they didn't eat mustard themselves because they would apply an amount of mustard that like if if that were mayonnaise it would be excessive 
And for mustard, it's like, oh my God, it's like overpowering craziness. So you just knew, like, you know, just if you get a mustard sandwich, just ask for it on the side and you apply it yourself when you get back to the office. So, <laughs> hey, there are things like that you got to learn every place you go, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and everything else about that deli was great, except for the mustard. Uh, and so, you know, when it comes to these places, it just seems like many of them, they'll do things like you mentioned, like they'll, they'll slice the meat too thick or rather than laying it, laying each piece of meat as like a half fold over. So you get the kind of like alternating half fold, like stack that looks all pretty and has like the little ruffles in the side. That's the good way to do it. Sometimes they will do it. They'll just like lay the, lay the slices flat in a stack. Oh, and then fold them over. Oh, it's, oh yeah. See, it, th- this is the kind of thing. Like if you go to a place like Brugger's or Panera or, you know, any deli getting the right employee matters a lot. But anyway, that said, I, I would say that, the the variability with with minor things like that aside the variability that you get between delis is actually not that big compared to these other options so you you can generally find a decent deli or sandwich place in most places and you can get them to construct a sandwich that you're used to so you're not really reliant on a menu per se like if you like let's say you know you like um pepper turkey with pepper jack cheese on a croissant does one of us like that? I don't know. One of us might like that. But if you like that, you could probably get something similar to that at most any deli. The same thing if you like a chicken cutlet sandwich with certain toppings on it. You know, you can get that recreated for the most part um, at, at various different places. And, and it won't be so different that, you know, you won't like it. Right. And and delis also, they have the great advantage that they they also don't feel weird getting them every day like you can go to you can go to the same deli for lunch every day i've done this multi, most of my adult career you can go to the same deli every day and it's not that ridiculous and no it's great because they know your order and there's always regulars everyone goes to the same deli every day <laughs> exactly and and you know and compare you know you could also and we've, we've done this in at various spans as well you could also just go to the grocery store and buy deli meat and buy bread and make your own sandwiches at home and and there are a lot of advantages to that but when you go to a deli, it's fresh sliced every day for you. It's at least at any reasonable deli, not Subway. But yeah, you- Do not walk out of a deli if you see a whole bunch of pre-sliced deli meat sitting in their shelf. Yes. Like if you see that sitting around, just leave and right. go find a different deli. Or if the deli smells like fish. Yes. If the deli smells delis- like anything, walk out. It shouldn't yeah. smell like anything. It should at most smell like a fresh baked bagel. Well, that's what I always tell you at seafood restaurants. If you walk into a seafood restaurant and it smells like fish, you walk out. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a good rule. It should never, ever, ever smell like fish because fresh fish does not smell bad. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, a deli is, in my opinion, just overall the best takeout food. But you can't get it for dinner. That's they're the just, problem. They're not they're, open past yeah. like two o'clock. Yeah, that's that's the big problem is that they it is a lunch only option. Breakfast but, too. They do eggs. Mm, that's true. They do they do serve breakfast. Every deli is open early. Yeah, but and there's also like you know compared to buying stuff at home, there's a lot of specialty things that a deli will have that you either can't easily keep on hand at home or that you probably wouldn't keep on hand at home. So things like really weird cheeses, like yeah. we probably wouldn't buy an entire package of pepper jack. But we're okay getting a slice of pepper jack on your sandwich every day. Okay, now we got a distinct like we got to make a distinction here because we happen to go to a great deli that is also very good at making bagels. So they're not only a bagel shop, they're also a full deli. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of those around here because they're pretty conducive to each other um, because a lot of people like to have their bagel for breakfast or have 
lunch food on a bagel, like making right, sandwiches. Right, right. You have that option or you have the deli that just has like stacks of rolls that they put everything on and then they import their bagels from somewhere else. Right. And that's that's fair. You know, if but your primary good, focus is like, a sandwich. warm bagel sandwich, like when the bagels are fresh baked. I mean, there's nothing like it. It's, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. And that's that's pretty hard to get usually because the bagels are not fresh baked near lunchtime. But, you know, you you can find it if you're lucky. Um, but yeah. So anyway, that's that's my number one is the lunch deli slash sandwich place, which is often a bagel place. But that doesn't count for our takeout in substitution for uh, pre-Thanksgiving dinner food. Right. So for dinners, it's Thai. All right. Thai food, the highs are the highest. You know, like when, <laughs> when Thai food is, is great, it is my favorite flavor. And which one is the lows of the lowest? I think maybe the- pizza. Mm. Bad pizza is really bad. Like, like, <laughs> like a, a hot circle bad, of garbage <laughs> right like bad thai and indian food is usually just bland yeah but still that's terrible like like bad pizza is like unapp it's like greasy or you know I, I don't know bad pizza can be really quite unappetizing i think but I, I mean i guess so could a bad deli sandwich like a like a subway sandwich is uh hey mm-hmm. our good deli when they slice my meat thick it is not appetizing yeah well that's that's why you gotta get chicken salad Ugh, it's like biting into a bouncy ball <laughs> yeah this is one of the reasons i get chicken salad but even chicken salad can be really bad right but i but i know at this place it's consistently like always goopy mayonnaise right no i mean that's that i'm a chicken salad bad snob chicken because like you know you with deli meat you're generally seeing the same meats you know most places will have boar's head around here like you know like you're generally having the same meats available at most delis but Stuff like chicken salad can vary because they usually make it there or at least they buy it in, but they're buying it from different places. A really bad chicken cutlet sandwich, too, is really bad. Yeah. Like when the meat's all sinewy and disgusting. Yeah, that's true. And they they make it too thick, like the chicken. They just take, they just like fry a, a chicken breast. You're like, no, you need to slice that thin and pound it and then bread it. Like there's a lot to do. So there's a lot of work. <laughs> Duh. You just stick some bread on a chicken and call it a chicken cutlet. I mean, what are you, an animal? Oh my god! All right, are we are we done? Did we go through both of our lists? Yeah, I have. Um, starting at number one, pizza, Thai, Indian, Greek. Cool. Yep. So, happy ordering, everybody, for pre-Thanksgiving, and happy Thanksgiving traveling. Yeah. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I don't know. You you don't offer up any kind of closing help here. That's the, no. I just let you go. It's way better to just have you awkwardly do the entire outro yourself. Ugh, it's just so painful. It's the best. I don't know why you do this to me.